Okay, so today's daf is daf mem hey in Mesachis Yavamas, page 45 in Mesachis Yavamas. We got up to daf mem hey, but let us back up just to restart this topic. We're going to go three lines from the bottom of mem dalid amud beis. Amar Rabba Barbarchana. See that? Three lines from the bottom of 44b. Oh, okay. Amar Rabba Barbarchana. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Barbarchana says, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Now, let's remind ourselves just a quick, you know, what are we talking about? What are we discussing? Because this is going to be the thrust of today's daf. It's going to be which children from which non-halachic relationships become mamzerim. Gain a status of mamzerim. Which children gain a status of what's called being pogum, meaning there's just something lacking, there's something off, there's something wrong with their yichus, and which other children coming from perhaps a non-halachic or a forbidden relationship is not even pogum at all. It's not even, you know, the, the parents sin, but the child doesn't, it's not considered like, like there is a, uh, a pogum. So here we go. Everyone agrees. Now, who's everyone? <laughs> ah, everyone, yeah? You ever hear, hear your kids say everyone? Everybody's doing that, right? So here we go. Everybody agrees. We'll see, who, we'll see soon who everybody is. If you have an Ever Kanani or a complete non Jew that has relations with a Yisraelis, Shahavalad Mamzer, the kids are Mamzer. Everybody agrees. You hear this? A Jewish woman intermarries. Says this Rabbi Barbarchan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that child, everyone agrees the kids are Mamzer. A kid that comes from an intermarriage is a Mamzer. Says the Gemara, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Man Hakomodim. Who is Man? Who is Hakomodim coming to include? Even though in general Shimonatimani holds Avlad is not considered a Mams when it comes to Chave Lavin, when it comes to negative transgressions. Hanimili, he only says that now we turn to today's daf. That's only referring to a lav where Kedushin was effective, where the Kedushin, the marriage did work. For example, if you have a widow who marries a Kohen Gadol, is that, is that mutter? Is that permitted? No. But are they married? Yeah. It is considered a marriage. You understand? There's different types of transgressions. Some transgressions, it's a transgression, but it's a marriage. Other types, it's not a marriage. You walk over to a dolphin and put a ring on its fin and you say, behold, you are married to me. Are you married? Nishtazoi. Yeah? It's not a valid kedushin. No, no shaykh is anything. All right? If you walk over to an animal, no, nothing to do. So, says, so where, where does Shemunati Mani say if it's a lav, there's no mamzerus? That's only by a type of marriage that's not going to be uh, effective. But by, where it is going to be effective, Hotaka, hold the kids, not a mamzer. But when it comes to a non Jew, and have a Kanani, since Kedushin is not effective, a, a Jewish woman accepts a ring from a non Jewish man. Is that a chasna? Is that a marriage? No, it's not a marriage. It's not an effective marriage. Therefore, Shimonati Mani will agree, dummy. it's like Chaybe Krisos, and the child will be a mamzer. Okay? This is where we ended off yesterday. Okay? So, what we're saying is like this fascinating. We've now had three categories of Allah. Rabbi Akiva holds, let's remind Rabbi Akiva holds, anytime it's a transgression, a lav, kids are mamzer. Shimonati Mani says like this. 
In order for a kid to be a mamzer from a love, it has to be that the marriage would not even be effective. Then I agree the kid's a mamzer. But you know when automatically a kid's a mamzer? That's by Echiv Karis. If there's a Karis transgression between the man and woman, then certainly there's going, the, the child's going to be a mamzer. Okay. Now with that explanation, and this is going to be the, the entirety of today's daf, this focus of what creates mamzerus and pagam in children. Meisvei, that's a challenging question. We said if a non-Jew has relations with a Jewish woman, or an Eved that has relations with a non-Jewish woman, the kids are mamzer, Shem and Yerayim, Shem and says, Ain't mamzer, Shem and Yerayim, Shem and Yerayim, No. It's not a mamzer. So ask the Gemara, why are you telling me everybody agrees, including Shemanate Mani, the child will be a mamzer. You see explicitly in the price of the child is not going to be a mamzer from a, from a Jewish woman who intermarries. Answer the Gemara, Al-Amar Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Rabbi, you're right, Hakol Maidim is not referring to Shemanate Mani, it's referring to Rabbi, meaning that Alpha Gab the Rebbe Yaimer, even though Rebbe taught us that these words, which we're going to learn later on, Bezem and the Mishnah about Yibam and Chalitza, is only following the pin of Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Akiva considers a Chalitza like an Erva. Okay, once you do Chalitza on somebody, there's it's it's uh, it's a Chiyuv Lav. So you, like this, you do Chalitza on a woman. A Yavam chooses to do Chalitza. Okay? You know what he does afterwards? He's like, you know what? I like her. I decided to marry her. Says Rebbe Akiva. Oh, she's an Erva. The less Lysphira Lys. That's the opinion of Rebbe Akiva. But Rebbe himself doesn't agree with Rebbe Akiva. However, But by he will agree the kid would be a Mamzer. Maybe he would agree in that case. Now, why? When Ravdimi came... To Bavel, he said in the name of Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi, who was quoting Rebbe, the kid is going to be a mamzer. So now what we just did in the Gemara, again, let's keep a focus on the big picture. How did we start today? Uh, today's learning on the bottom of yesterday's daf? How everybody agrees when a Jewish woman has relations with a non-Jewish man, the kid's a mamzer. Okay? Uh, and in Evan. Who's Akol Maidim? Said Shimonatimani. No, it can't be Shimonatimani. So who is it? It's going to be Rabbi. Okay. Story. Rabbi Acha Sar Habira. Rabbi Acha, who was the officer of Bira. Okay, that was his title. He was uh, appointed as an officer. You know, nowadays you have uh, in England, you have people who are Khashiv, you know, the chief rabbi of England. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if currently it's like that, but I remember, you know, when when I was living on Yeshiva Lane in Baltimore, so we had this chos to have Lord Emmanuel Jacobowitz come join us for Yom Tovim because his son, Doctor Jacobowitz, was uh, you know was our neighbor. He would come. He was a lord. He was lorded. He was knighted lord by uh, by the queen. Yeah. See, he had an official title, Rav Acha Sarabira, Rav Tanchum Breid Rav Chia Ishkvar Akai, and Rav Tanchum, the son of Rav Chia from the city of Kfar Akai. Listen to this. There was a Jewish woman who was taken into captivity and they needed to ransom her. They, had, they, they paid money to free her. Okay. One of the women who they were ransoming became, was pregnant from an Oved Kechavim. Alright? 
Now, unfortunately, the, some things don't change. Some things don't change. When people, when, when men who don't function have power, so they, they take advantage. They take, they take advantage. Okay? So one of the women was pregnant. And they came in front of Rabami. They wanted to know what, what's the status of this child. Omar Luhu, Rabami said, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Chanina, Da Amri, Abig Chavim, Kvavra Baba, Solav, Lad Mamzer. He said, Yeah, it's unfortunate, it's Nebuch, but the kid is going to be a Mamzer. So Omar, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, One second, Ribuso, the Mechshav, Gavrei. Oh, is it so easy to keep quoting opinions? Haravu Shmo, Babavo, Rabbi Shub, and Levi, Barkavar, Zro, Rabbi Shmo, Arabavo. They're the Gedolim of Bavel. Rabbi Shulman Levi Bar-Gabar Nerd Yisrael. Ra'ami L'Chalufi Bar-Gabar Ba'ali Ziknei Dara'im Da'amri. And some say switch out Bar-Gabar. And instead say it was the Zikainim of the southern part of Eretz Yisrael that say, ready? If you have a Jewish woman that had relations with a non-Jewish man, that kid is going to be kosher. In other words, granted there's other opinions, the child's going to be a mamzer, but let me tell you something. There's many other opinions that allow the child to be okay. So why are you, why are you being so strict over here? Didn't we learn Ella, back further? Amar um, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, Rabbi is quoting Rabbi The kid is a mamzer. It's not a mamzer, but the kid's going to be mekulkul. It means there's something a little wrong with the yichus of the child. What does that mean? Lamat. What does Makoko mean? What does it mean? It's like a little ruined. Either look at how this child is, is not allowed to marry into a regular Jewish situation, meaning like a mamzer, you can't inter- you can't marry with a regular yid. Ha'amar Bishua Vlad Kosher. Bishua already said that the Vlad is Kosher. So it can't be that Makoko in the in the name of Rabishua is that you can't marry. So what does Makoko mean? Alukahuna. Maybe it means the kid's kosher, you just can't marry a kayim. The Kulu Amaroi, the Machre, all of them are who say that this child is kosher and not a mamzer. Why do they agree? Shavlad, Pagam, Lekahuna, Megavachai, Me'amana. They agree, even though you're kosher in a regular Yisrael, you still shouldn't marry into Kahuna from the Kavachomer that we had from Amana to Kohen Gadol that we learned about yesterday, which was Ma'amana the Kohen Gadol, just like by the case of the widow marries the Kohen Gadol, Shein Yisura Shavabakol. It's a unique situation. The only person who can not let him marry a widow is a Kohen Gadol. Still. Her child is Pagum from marrying into Kahuna. Now, like this. Let me finish the statement, then we'll, then we'll tackle this. So, a regular Jewish woman, okay, who is usher to everybody who's not Jewish, how much more so should her child be Pagum? Now, let's tackle this. The less prominent a transgression is, the more we say it's going to cause less issues. For example, a widow to a Kohen Gadol. Who's forbidden to marry a widow? Can a Jew, a regular Yisrael marry a widow? Yeah. Can a Levi marry a widow? Yeah. Can a Kohen marry a widow? Yeah. Everyone can marry a widow. There's one guy who can't marry a widow. That means the severity of the transgression is, a, is like low level. It's, it's not something that we're overall so worried about. It's so, it's so nuanced 
You understand? There's only one point. Yeah, right. So nuance, and still we're going to say that if they get, if they have a child, that child is pogum. How much more so if you have a Jewish woman who had relations with a non-Jewish man? Where it's a much broader transgression, which means it's a lot more, it's a lot, much of a deeper transgression. How much more so should we say the child is going to be pogum? The child's going to have an issue with the uh, with a dichus. So Gemara says, no, you can't use that as a, as a Kavachomer, because I'll ask on you, maybe Gadol is not such a low-level you know, issue. Uh, it's only one person, true, but you know what happens by Gadol? The widow herself becomes forbidden to marry a Kohen. So that's pretty intense. So she's not like a lenient case, she's actually pretty Chomer. So too, when you have a Jewish woman who had relations with a non-Jewish fellow, she also becomes usher to kahuna. And by the way, this enters a lot of practical halacha nowadays. Okay, If you have, let's say, a, a, a woman who wasn't always um, careful about her, uh, about her relationships, okay, and now she wants to do tshuva, and get married. Can a regular Kohen who meets her, can they get married? It really depends on what type of intimate relationship she's been in previously. Let's read this. Let's learn this together. The Amar of Yechon Mishim of Shemin, Rabbi Yechon says in the name of in the name of Rabbi Shemin, Minayin Levi Kechav Nevedabal Kayin Asvalavi Yevali Yisraeli Shapaslua. How do we know if you have a non-Jewish fellow who had relations with a female Kayin, female Levi, female Yisraelis, that now she's no longer allowed to eat truma? Okay, for example, she's a Kahenas, yeah. right? So. Even though she's living in her father's house, she can't eat truma. Fine. Shenamar ubas koyin kisi almanu grusha mishish almanu sugerushim ba. Only somebody who can become a widow or a divorcee can eat truma. Yotzu evikhav evetchein lam almanu sugerushim ba, which excludes a non-Jew since they didn't they don't have the ability to ever marry her, and you had relations, so that that cancels the whole thing out. That that kind of separates her. From eating truma, Amalei Abai Abai says to his beloved Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef, my now remember Rebbe Yosef was Abai's Rebbe. Rebbe Yosef had a part in his life. It's a fascinating story. And the Gemara tells us elsewhere where Rebbe Yosef became very very sick and he lost his Torah learning. He forgot his Torah, and his student Abaye, who he taught all his Torah to, taught it back to his Rebbe. Imagine if Rebbe Yosef would have held on to his Torah. You know, it's a Baruch Hashem. He had his he had his talmud. Amle Abai Abai says, "My chaz the sam mechad Rabdimi. Why are you relying on the pin of Rabdimi? Sam mechad Ravin. You should rely on Ravin. Why the chiyasa Ravin? Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael. He said, Rav Nosson of Yehuda Nosi, Meirim Balatera. Rav Nosson of Yehuda Nosi were actually lenient. Uman's Rav Yehuda, Uman Rav Yehuda Hanasi, Rabbi. And who's Rav Yehuda Hanasi? It is Rabbi. The Afrav Meirim Balatera, and Rav himself is lenient. We're just we're continuing the question of why we, why we want to be strict on this kehenes." Levi and Yisraelis, okay? Rav also is lenient. How do you know that story? Here we go. Dahud, there was a fellow. The Asa, that came. The Kamidah in front of Rav. Omar And he said to him, What is Allah? 
of a Jewish woman that had relations with a non-Jewish man. Amar Lei Avlad Kosher. Rav says, don't worry about it. The kid is okay. The kid is kosher. Amar Lei says, Havli Bartich. He says, okay, then I want to marry your daughter. You hear this? You know what he's telling Rav? Listen, I have a shidduch. I'm saying, I I want a shidduch. I'm looking for a shidduch. And I come from a relationship where my Jewish mother had relations with a non-Jewish guy. You're telling me I'm kosher. I'm interested in marrying your daughter. So so he says, Too bad. Sorry, Charlie. Omar, see Barchi Elaraj, Mimichi says Rav, Amre Inche, Gamla Bemodai, Akava, Akava Rodka. A camel in Modai is excited about a kav. Okay, what does that mean? That people tell all sorts of once upon a time stories. Right? A gamla in Modai, a kava Rodka dances on a kav. Hog kava, this kav, the hog gamla, and this camel, the hog Modai, and this Modai, low Rodka is not dancing. Okay. Meaning, um, what he's, he's, it's, this is all an expression where he says to Rav like this. Rav, you just told this fellow he's kosher. And then, without even any further conversation, he says, no, would you let me marry your daughter? You say, no. He says, you got to back yourself up over here. Yeah? You got you to gotta walk the walk. You got to at least let them meet. Yeah? Amalei says to him... You hear this? It's not an issue with him. Even if he would be like Yeshua ben Nun, I would not give him my daughter. So Amar Lehi says to him, what happened? If he'd be as big of a tzaddik as Yeshua ben Nun, you know, even if you don't want your own daughter to marry him, anybody else would. Yeah, imagine you have a guy who's mamish a tremendous tzaddik, a gadol ador, yeah, guy's incredible. Happens to me, he comes from a non-Jewish father. Anybody would take that, yeah? Take care of my daughter, right? You take care of her. Hi, imar achrina And if you don't let your daughter marry such a guy, guess what's going to happen? No one's going to allow him. No one's going to let him. No, he says, you're the rabbi here. You've got to set the tone. If Allah is Allah, so what are, you, what are you being so hesitant about? And the guy would not walk from in front of him. And Rav looked at him and the guy died. Okay. That's the story. You hear this? This guy's hanging around while this conversation is going on. Rav continues to not allow, even though he says, the see your kosher. He continues to not allow his daughter to... Uh, daughter to not marry, does not allow his daughter to marry this guy. This guy's insistent that he get up sock that he's worthy of marrying the daughter of a Gadoladar, uh, uh, you know. Um, and he refuses to leave. Sarav looked at him with, with uh, a difficult eye, and the fellow passes away. Okay? Which is a story that happened with Tanoyim. And uh, Amiram, if you messed with the wrong people, yeah, it was uh, it was trouble. Okay. You, you wonder what the message of the story is, right? You wonder what the message is. I think each, each person could take it for themselves. I, th- you know, what I'm taking is it's it's one of these things that sometimes you hear a message and it's it's very clear, and sometimes you hear something and it's it's like life, where you just add it to your files. 
Ever meet somebody and they do something strange? Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not strange enough to like say that there, the, 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 there's something really off, but you kind of like put it in your files and you're like, I'm just going to keep an eye on this. You know, and see how it develops. Maybe I'm off. Maybe maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I'm not. I'm just gonna add it to the files. You know, this type of story, to, uh, just personally to me, it's like you take this and you and you add this type of story to the file. In what way? In what way? That you have a halacha, and it's a true halacha, and this guy's totally kosher. But to a point where Rob's willing to give his daughter over to him, no. Interesting. I don't know. You, you understand? It, it's, it's not even like a fine line. It's just, it's, it's interesting. It's unique. It's an interesting story. How to apply it to our personal lives in a direct way is hard to know. But you put in the files and, and you, take the, you take the musug, you take the concept of something being, being permitted and totally not a problem, but at the same time, you're just uncomfortable personally getting involved in that. You see, Rav, you know, lived that out. It's interesting. Okay. Viaf Rav Masna, Rav Masna also said that this whole situation is mutter. Rav Masna also said this whole situation is mutter. Viaf Rav Yehuda, Mayer, Rebuda also said it's mutter dechiyosik amed. Rebuda Malay, because how do you know that? Because when uh, somebody came in front of Reb Yehuda with the same type of again, viafra of Masna Mayrabala Tera, viafra of Yehuda Mayrabala Tera. If Masna was lenient, Reb Yehuda was lenient. Dechiyosol lekamed Reb Yehuda Amarlei zil itamari noisiv raminoch. You go and make sure to marry somebody who has similar lineage to you. Dechiyosol lekamed the Rava Amarlei when he came from Rava. Rava also said, "I gali I noisiv bar minach." You're kosher. You're right, but go find somebody else that has the similar lineage to what to what uh, you have. Okay. Says the Gemara, Shalchulei b'nei bei michsei lerabba. The people from the city of Beimichsei sent a question to Rabba. And here, this was the story. Mi shechetzyoi eved vechetzyoi ben chayrin. A person who is a half eved and half ben chayrin. Okay, so you hear it like this. You ready? You have an eved kanani who's owned, a non-Jewish servant, owned by two Jews. Partnership. One Jew frees him. The other Jew holds on to his ownership. So this guy is now half free, 50% free, and 50% owned. Now when an Eva Kanani is free, he becomes a regular Yid, becomes a regular Jew. Okay? All he needs is mikvah, and he's fine. So this guy was Baal Bas Yisrael. He wasn't a non-Jew. He was already half free, and he had relations with a Bas Yisrael. What's the halacha? That's the question they sent to Rabbi. Very interesting shayla. Omar Lahu, he said, Hashta Evan Kuli Amin and Kosher Khatri boy. He says, listen, you know that I hold if the guy would be a complete Evan Kanani, it's okay. Kavachimer, how much over here if he's already half free? He's certainly okay. Omar Rabbi Yaisif, Rabbi Yaisif says, Mara Dishmaita, the Tana of this teaching, Kapa Vamud Bayes, Manu, who's the Tana? It's Rabbi Yehuda, Vamar Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says, the kids are moms, are you hit us? So Rabbi, what are you talking about? The kids okay. 
Rav Yehuda says, if you have a half half, it happens, right? The kids are mamzer. Says, you want to keep my Rav Yehuda, could go into Kaddish Bas Yisrael. Now, I'll tell you what happened. This half half, that half Ben Chayrin married her, married a Jewish woman that he's not allowed to, because he's still a half servant. And then had relations, the Nimtza Tzad Avdus Sheboi Mishtamish Beishasish. Okay? Listen to what happened. This is such a Gishmak Alumdus. Ready for this? Chevra, <laughs> listen closely. It's amazing. You have a guy, we're going to call him, you have, you have people tell you they're half Jewish? No such thing. Except over here. You can have a guy who's a half Evid, half Benchur. Right? He's, he's half Jew and he's half Evid. So Herzachain, listen closely. He marries a Jewish woman. How is he allowed to marry a Jewish woman? Is he Jewish? Half. So the 50% of him that's Jewish can have an effective marriage on this Jewish woman. So now she's a married woman. And now, ready? He has relations with her. You know what we're going to say to him? And the, she has a kid. You know what we're going to say to him? The kid's a mamzer. You know why? Because you had relations as a servant with a married woman. Only half of you was married. But the other half of you, that's still a servant, is having relations with her. So your own kid, you made it to a mamzer. <laughs> The, the 50% that got married is not the 50% of you that had intercourse with her. Okay? And, and therefore, uh, says the Gemara, whoa, 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 slow down. Come on, how do you pull that off? Says the Gemara, pause. But the people If you hold that the child of someone who's puzzle, okay, a non Jew, is a uh, applies even to a non to, to a woman who's not married, a pnuya, a single woman. The one who says kosher applies even to a married woman. Even if she was a married woman who had a relationship, who had who had relations with a guy, the kid's still going to be kosher. And they're both learning out the same source from the pasuk of Ashes Av. This is now that live with your father's wife. Saman the Apostle Sabah, the one who says that a child of that relationship holds, if a guy has relations with his father's wife, the child's going to be a mamzer. Now, if you put a ring on your father's wife's finger, are you married? No. You're not married. Okay? Say what you want about all these marriages that people want to say, uh, uh, make up nowadays. If it, if it doesn't say in the Torah that it's a marriage, it ain't a marriage. So if you were to put a ring on your father's wife's finger, you're not married. But the kid's going to be a mamzer. We're going to learn out from there that any woman as well, where Kedushin is not going to be, uh, is, is not going to be effective, the kid is also going to be a mamzer. The one, who, the, the one who holds, the, who's of the opinion that the child, whether, uh, whether uh, the non-Jew had relations with a single woman or a married woman, is going to be kosher, is of the opinion that just like by a father's wife where it's only not effective with you, but somebody else goes along and puts a ring on her finger. They are married. Okay? Another Jew comes along. Now we're talking about where, obviously, she's not married to your father anymore. Okay? Your father divorced her. Your father died. See, now that I'm, if, if you walk over to her, you're not married. But if somebody else walks over to her, that's fine. Yeah? She's not a married woman. It will be valid. Lafuki Yevigachavim excludes the situation of a non-Jewish guy. A non-Jewish guy, any Jewish woman, accepts a ring from him. But it's not a valid condition at all. Okay. Bottom line is... We don't have an answer 
to Reb Yehuda's stira. So it says Gemara, bottom line, you know where Rabbi Yehuda says that if you have somebody who's a half-servant and half-free, that kid is going to be a mamzer. That is when he had relations with an Eish Asish. It comes out that a Sarchirus is Mishamesh with an Eish Okay? Because his, the, the half of him that's free had relations, married woman, now the kid is certainly going to be a mamzer. All right. Omar Ravina. A couple stories here. Ravina says, Omar li Rav Gaza, Rav Gaza told me, Ikla Rav Yesi bar Oven la'asrin, when Rav Yesi bar Oven came up to our city, there was a story where a, a, a Eved, or a non-Jewish man, had relations with a Pnuya, a single Jewish woman, the Ikhshir, and she became pregnant, and they ruled that the child is going to be kosher. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Be'eshes um, Ish, and then it also happened in the same city, a story of an Eishes Ish, Bupasal, and he said, it's going to be Pasal, the kid is not going to be kosher. Amar of Sheish, Sheish says, Didi Amar Li, Rav Gaza, Rav Gaza told me the story. You have two people arguing about how, how the story was told over. And when he told it over, he wasn't quoting Rav Yaisi Baravan. He was quoting Rav Yaisi, the son of Rav Zvida. The Ikhshar, and he said, the child is kosher. The kid is not a mamzer. Whether it was a free or ishish, the kid remains kosher. Came to our city, and he said, listen, again, if you have a non-Jewish man or a non-Jewish servant, he has relations with a Jewish woman, she becomes pregnant, that child is going to be kosher. What's the halacha? You ready for this? What's the halacha? Havlad kosher bein bepnuya bein beishes ish. You hear this? So baruch Hashem, you know you have a if if a, you have a Jewish woman that married a non-Jewish fellow, and then they want to do tshuva, whatever it is, is the child stuck as a mamzer for life? No, kid's totally fine. Kid's completely kosher. There's no problem. Okay. Rava Akshray the Rav Mari Barachom and I beforsweed the Babel the Afagav the Amar. Let me slow down again. Rava back up. I read that too fast. Rava Akshray Rava allowed the Rav Mari Barachom. Mar Rav Mari Barachom. He allowed him. He said he was kosher. Umenaya and he appointed him beporsi the Babel. Important position in Babel. Now. What's the story of Rav Mari, the son of Rachel? So Rachel was a captive. She, she was impregnated by her captors. And she had a son who ended up becoming a big rabbi, Rav Mari. And Rava appointed him to a very high position. Okay, he was obviously fit. We didn't find an issue with his ichas. The Avagav Damar and even though the Tana taught us, I'm tosim what that even though it says that when you appoint for yourself a king, it should be among you, which teaches me, come and see mice, and he appoints. And anytime you appoint somebody, it's got to be done from somebody with proper yichos amongst your brothers. Hi, 
Rav Mari, this fellow, Kivan de Imai Mi Yisrael, beautiful, okay? What's the bottom line? You have a Jewish mother. Even if you don't have a Jewish father, Seder, ain't no problem. Everything's Gavaldic. Now, keep in mind, this is certainly for a regular Yisrael as far as marriage. Kehanim, it's another conversation, whether, whether to, to marry with Kehanim, we're not necessarily paskening that yet. Okay, Nacha story. Avdei Rechia Barami, the servants of Rechia Barami. Itvila went to the mikvah. Lahi Ibez Gachavim, Lashem Intisa. Okay. So Rechia Barami had a servant that had a non Jewish woman go to the mikvah before having relations with her. Okay. So, was she going to become Jewish? No. She didn't intend to become Jewish. She just wanted to not have Nida. Which is a conversation in and of itself. Because there's no real Nida on a non-Jewish woman. Okay. Says the Gemara, I can find logic to say that maybe she's even considered a Giyaris. Yeah, maybe her and her daughter... It's considered a get what I mean, her and her daughter. So Rashi explains, now that she went to the mikvah, if she has any daughter afterwards, that kid was born to a Jewish woman. Now, how so? I can make her kosher like Rav Asi. Didn't she go to the mikvah because she wanted to remove the status of Nida? Well, let me tell you something. Is there Nida by a non-Jewish woman? No. So she went to the mikvah for Nida. Must be she intended to also become Jewish. And that's why she's okay. And now that she's okay, even though it came from an Eved, the daughter is going to be kosher, beautiful. Okay. Next. There was a, uh, there was a fellow that called... Uh, he, he was called the son of the Arami. That's what people called him. All right, he was the son of the Arami. Fine. Meaning, your mother's not Jewish. Omar Avasi, Mila Tavledusa, didn't she go to the mikvah as Anida? And what does he mean by that? She was Jewish. Stop calling him names. Don't say this guy's not Jewish. His mother was Jewish because she went to the mikvah, the shame Nidus. That means she's going to shame Kabbalah's mitzvahs as well. There was a fellow, he was called the son of the Arami. Omar of Yehuda, Omar of Yishub and Levi. Yishub and Levi says, Didn't his father go to the mikvah for Keri? Okay. So, if this guy considered himself Tomei, as far as Tomas Keri is concerned, it must be, it is a kosher Gerus as well. Omar Rav Barguria Omar Rav. Rav Barguria says in the name of Rav. If a person purchases a slave from a non-Jew. And um, before the, the Eved went to the mikvah, he went to the mikvah himself because he wants to be a, um, he, he wants to be a complete yid. See, hear this? You purchase an Eved from a non-Jewish guy. Now, what happened is, when you purchase an Eved from a non-Jewish guy, 
you, you send your Evet to the mikvah to make him into an Evet Kanani. Okay? Now, before the owner could do it, the shame Evet Kanani, the guy himself went to the mikvah, the shame being a Ger. He wants to be a full-fledged Yid now. Now, you're not allowed to own a full-fledged Yid. They say, but you own an Evet Kanani. Okay? Kona Atzmai Ben Chayrin. This guy is free. My timer, what's the reason? Top of tomorrow's daf. The himself never really owned him. We'll see soon why a non-Jewish owner does not have real ownership as, uh, over this Evan. Man the Kanile and the Yid who bought him, who demaculated Yisrael, the Kivan the Kadav Adav Lashim Chayrin. Once this guy jumped the gun, the Evan jumped the gun and went to the mikvah to be free after the Shibude. So he removed the Shibud. He removed uh, any sort of ownership that the non-Jewish guy had over him. Hence, he can't even be sold to the Jewish guy. Okay, what does that mean? Hektish, um, making something into hektish. Chometz, something becoming chometz. Yeah, we're in the middle of Pesach. The shichr, and a person becoming free. Mafkiin midei shibud. All these things remove Shibud, it removes the lien um, from, the, from whoever it is owed to. You have a lien on my property, I make my property hectish. You no, you no longer have the lien on it. You have a lien on my chametz. Okay? My chametz is forbidden, you no longer have the lien on it. So the same thing by the Evet. The same thing about the servant. Moshe, Rav Chisra, Rav Chisra, that's a challenging question. Maisa, Bibloria, Giyayres. It was story with Bibloria, the Giyayres, that her servants went, and they, the, her servants went to the mikvah before she could, um, uh, before she herself could become a Giyayres. So it's interesting. You have a woman whose name was Bibloria. She had servants. She wanted to become Jewish, and they wanted to become Jewish. Now here's what she preferred. You ready? If she goes to the mikvah first, listen to this logic. She's Jewish first, then she could control that when they go to the mikvah, they're only going to being Jewish servants. But if they go to the mikvah before her to become Jewish, and then she becomes Jewish afterwards, she, she, she's lost. She, she, she lost her ownership over them. So they, they're, they're lamdonim. Yeah, they figured this out. And the story came in front of the Chum Ba'amru and they said, Yeah, they're now free. But this is only true since they went to the mikvah before her. If they would have gone to the mikvah afterwards, light. So you see from here that even if you're owned by a Jew, you cannot go um, and, and become free uh, on your own. Because again, if she would have become Jewish first, it doesn't matter what their intent is when they go to the mikvah. So it's a question. So my Rav, Rav says, No. What it means is, since her servants went to the mikvah before her, they, then they, they're free no matter what. No matter whether they told us that they went to the mikvah to be free or not. But once she went to the mikvah, then we, first, then we say, if they told us exactly what they're doing, then in Taka, yes, the halacha is that they're completely Jewish and they're free. Bistam, but if they just went to the mikvah afterward, and they didn't tell us, oh, we're going to the mikvah, l'shem being b'nei charen, for the purpose of being free, then they're actually not going to be free. Okay, period, we'll hold it here. We're up to Omar Rav Avya. 
And um, we'll hold it here for today. I'll get in my head, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful Yom Tif.